Welcome to A Court of Transformation and Awakening. I'm Lori Gray. And I'm Amanda Grace Harrison. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing chapters 35 and 36 of Akotar. <sighs> some, some dark stuff. We are under we are the mountain. Very under the mountain. Which, by the way, do we have a, do we have, I hadn't even thought about, this is one of those places where I can't wait to do some like deeper stuff within our groups, but do we have like an overarching metaphor for being under the mountain? There's something mm. there we need to discover. So I think I've been caught, I think this is one of those places where I've seen like metaphor and like little moments, but I think that once we get to the end of this book, there's going to be like a, like under the mountain is going to represent things. Yeah. Ooh, I can't wait to think about that. When we, I can't wait to get to the end of this book and then go back and do some episodes that are really looking at things from like a bird's eye view where we've been in like chapter by chapter. Yeah. <sighs> which I think that might, which guys, I think that might be some stuff that just happens in our circle community. So you might have to come hang out. Okay. But we are literally under the mountain with Feyre right now. Um, and we know now, right, at this point, this isn't a spoiler, that we know we're going to have to be here for three months, right? We know we're here. That's the, that's the plan. We know we're here because they're they're doing it on the, is it is it the full moon every it's time? It's the full moon every time. Full moon. So. so we know we've got three trials coming up unless she can solve the, or no, wait. Do we learn about that in the chapter? Never mind. I didn't say anything. Well, it's okay. So, well, at this point, we've finished the chapters. Right. But we're nobody's, gonna... <laughs> nobody's watching this without reading these chapters. I hope that everything um, would be way out So of we're going to be there. Yeah. We're going to be under the mountain for three months um, unless she can solve Amaranthus Riddle. She can solve but okay. the riddle. So we're... Like, I, don't, I can't imagine a place, a, a, a different place where I, like, three months here? Really? Oh. Like, this is horrible. How oh. can we get three, three really days? Is. would be horrible. Okay, so we've recorded a lot of episodes today so that we know where we're at and where you guys know where we're at. Chapter 35 and 36, the big things that happen. Right. Lucian's going to come to her cell and heal her broken nose. Mm -hmm. Um, is going to get brought before Amarantha because um, Amarantha wants her name. She's going to find out what the riddle is, and then she's going to go through her first trial. So, I mean, this is a lot of – a lot happens in these couple of chapters. Um, but, okay, so starting at the beginning, she wakes up. And and aches worse than anything oh. she'd ever endured. What a nice way to wake up. She's trying not to panic. She's trying not to think about what's happening. She's realizing my wits together. Oh, she's realizing that like, oh my goodness, um, there may not even be enough left for her to torture. And she mm. she's hearing whips cracking outside. They're screaming. Screams. This is it's just hell. It's hell of oh. the hell that I was raised to believe in. She's oh there. Oh my gosh, she's it's there so rough. And she's trapped. Oh, okay. So in the midst of her being in this cell and totally freaking out and kind of having a what did I get myself into moment. And feeling like she deserves all this because now she's seen what happened to Claire better because of her naming her. Oh, all right. Thank goodness Lucian shows Lucian up. Lucian shows up. Okay, so the we're, cat moment. We're not totally, Finally. we're not totally alone. But, <clears throat> but then he starts shooting all over her. Damn it. You shouldn't have come, Feyre. You weren't meant to be here. Don't you understand what he sacrificed in getting you out? How could you be so foolish? And she's like, well, I'm here now. Well, I'm here now. I'm here and there's nothing that can be done about it. So don't bother telling me about my weak human flesh and my stupidity. I know all that. And she wants to cover her face, but it just hurts too much. I just had to tell him that I love him to see if it wasn't too late. <sighs> so you know about the question. Which... Know everything. 
Yeah. At least I don't have to lie to you anymore. There's one. There's the silver lining. We can Look, we can be Lucian honest. and Farrah can have an honest conversation. But I love this, you know, and this this moment of, um, you know, now she, you know we've talked a lot about her self talk. This like my weak human flesh and my stupidity. And it's interesting in this place. It's almost accurate because she she recognizes <laughs> they are actually like they are actually physically stronger than her yeah she actually like, has weak weak human, human flesh, flesh. and <laughs> the stupidity though is still like a, well, it really is um it is a little well i mean yeah, the, the idea of like you are most likely going to die alice is like yes. you're lucky if you're going to get a clean death and she's like i'm going anyway like yeah yeah i mean it's it's a fool's hope um but that's the thing when she went under here she's like i she knew that but that yeah. wasn't the point yeah the point was like she wasn't going to be able to live with herself if exactly. she didn't do this and so she's she's like hey i get it you don't have to tell me all of that and i'm here anyway here. so let's just like look have at to. look at all of this um yeah she's she didn't want to live with that to live with that sort of regret which i get um okay so thank goodness he's here though um and he has a little bit of magic so he can clean her up a bit well, but she... not clean her up too much. <laughs> right. So no one knows that he cleaned her up and fixed her nose. Healed a little bit, but healed not all the way. Um, yeah. And so we find out that they're now all trapped under the mountain. Thank goodness there's no mirrors under the mountain. Because this is not, this is not Vera's loveliest. Bless her heart. Black eye. Puppy face. Bruises everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. When oh, she finds goodness. out everybody's trapped under the mountain. Until so everything's the, over. Her stuff is over. Which she recognizes is what he almost says is basically until you're dead. Like she recognizes yeah. it's not it's not until she finishes the trials. She's gonna be lucky she if she gets through one. Um Okay, but so thank goodness he was there to help her, otherwise she would have been in horrible shape. Yeah. Okay. So we have some time in her cell and then she gets called to the throne room. Because Amarantha would like to know her name. Mm -hmm. Oh, and she's back in her survival mode. So she's noting all the exits and everything on her way. Of course she's back. In. <laughs> she's definitely barely surviving at this point. Yeah. That, which is which is interesting. Like, you know, again, like being in survival mode and not thriving mode. I'm like, my goodness. Sometimes we actually are just, there's a reason that we're there. Very few people are like, gosh, I feel like equally capable of like surviving or thriving today. Which do I pick? <laughs> But now that I'm, I'm actually going to take a little a note from from Farah's wisdom that she's learned in all of her years of survival, and, and I'm going to start when I feel like I'm in survival mode. Maybe I'm going to start noting the exits in my life. <laughs> I just Ooh, Fred, bit, hold right? on, hold on. That's a deep thought. Right. Thank you, Farah, for that. Little... Where are the exits? Sometimes I call them the off ramps when we're thinking about like these like thought loops that keep us trapped. I'm like, because we sometimes build build these like perfectly constructed, look, this to this to this to this, and then ta-da. I'm like, okay, that was kind of like Feyre's thought life where it's like, well, this was logical and this made sense and then there wasn't, but that let us get to here where we can't see our own logic. I'm like, okay, where's the off-ramp? Yeah. What's the off-ramp? How do we get off of this loop? But I love that analogy. When you're I in survival mode, where are the exits? Start looking for that. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, okay, now this is now this is an interesting moment with Resand. Yes. So we know, and so this is what we know: they met on Fire Night, mm -hmm. and then whenever he saw her in Tamlin's Manor, he, he knew who she was her right away. Yeah. 
Then she gives Claire's name. And mm-hmm. it sounds like he's either the one that went and got this girl or somebody else brought mm-hmm. them back. And she's like, is this the girl you saw at Tamlin's estate? He's like, mm, I, I suppose. S- I suppose. But did you or did you not tell me that girl pointing at the corpse was the one you saw? And it was, humans all look alike to me. Yeah. <laughs> they all look alike to me. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Um and this, you know, when she calls him out, she's like, she's like, I didn't believe him for a second. Yeah. He knew exactly how I looked. He recognized me that day at the manor. So she's starting to get the idea. There's something else happening with this character. Mm-hmm. Like there's something else happening here. And we get we get more information um, at the end of the next one. Um, but but we know that that's a thing. Um, okay, so she wants to know her name. Resan won't give it to her. He's like, I don't know. She lied to me, right? Um, and she and again, she can't tell. She's like, he seemed to. He's like acting too nonchalant about this. She's like, is this a joke? Is it court scheming? She she yeah. cannot quite read this dude because the way that he's showing, like, reacting in this situation is so off from how everybody else is. Yeah. Um, responding. Okay, but then while she's preparing for, oh my goodness, what if he attacks my mind? That's not what happens. No. Instead. Lucien gets dragged forward and she has him hold his mind and we can see see that one coming didn't see that one coming and so now she's trying to force him to tell her name Lucien's so loyal we know he's probably not going to and his brothers are there we get to see brothers they are (sighs) yeah we we, like we've so far up until this point, we have not met anybody in his family that seems like a decent human being, except for him. Thank goodness mm-hmm. he got out. Um, and we know that his brothers are on her side because they're like, well, if we knew, we'd be the first to tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're like, these these are people who it seems like are willingly siding with her. And that tells us a lot about them. <clears throat> um, okay. But so she, she makes a call here where she realizes that Lucian's in danger and he's whatever, you know, she's giving... Um, Resand the you know the order to kind of shred his mind um but she stops him you know she shouted you know Feyre my name's Feyre to and when she does they step back and they let they let him go <sighs> so she gives up this information for him mm-hmm. okay so intense scene and then we move into the riddle Okay. Which I do think, I'm try- I was trying to remember, I think she did mention the riddle before, she just hadn't told her what it was. Yeah. Right? So that was I part of... I you a riddle. Yep. And so here's what it is, and she gives the riddle. Okay. Question, friend. Mm-hmm. When you read it, did you know the answer? I don't think so. I mean, I think I, I think I guessed at what the answer was, but I was just like, no. And then I think later, when we do find the answer, I was like, oh, I, think I, I think I knew that. I think I did, too. And that was interesting because, I mean, I know that she's not the most learned person and she's illiterate and that's like a whole part of it. But I don't, I'm curious, I would be curious again to hear anybody listening, like when you read it the first time, did you know the answer? Like how many people when they read this as a reader felt like the answer was pretty obvious? Because I I cannot guarantee my first read through, but I am 99% sure that I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what the answer to that is. But that's the interesting thing is, like, she's in survival mode. 
Yeah. Oh my and gosh. Yeah, being, your brain's not available for that. Being in fight or flight is not conducive to doing things like solving riddles. Yeah. I'm I'm not great at riddles to begin with. I can figure out puns. puns. My my oldest son is very into puns. So I and I can almost always guess his pun before he, he gets to the pun punch line. It, but uh Is he very punny? He's so punny. But riddles I I'm I'm definitely 50% or below on, like, actually guessing them because my brain just goes, what? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure that I did. And and that's the thing. That's where I'm curious for people. But it's – there is so much truth in – and there's just basic, like, biology in what happens within our brains and our bodies when we are in fight or flight. And it's not always – and being in more of a fight or flight thing, it's not always um, it's not always a trauma trigger. Like it's not always that depth. Like sometimes people just have like unending work deadlines that put us in this this space. Yeah. And then when you're there, a bunch of stuff actually changes in your body, and it's not like you can control it. But yeah, your digestion shuts down, and like what parts of your brain you have access to access to shifts, and and it's not like anybody's picking that <laughs> and it would make sense too that this that would be a part of your brain that's not available to you because that you're not normally going to be sitting sitting around trying to solve a riddle for survival now in this case it is but our brains normally just assume a riddle is not a life and death situation so that's not going to get high enough priority right. Because I mean, really, it's like either I have to fight a threat or I have to run away. Okay, so what do we need for that to happen? What do we not need for that to happen? You know, and it's all it's all survival based. Um, yeah, but poor things. Just and it's just a reminder. Yeah, I'll have people who like their nervous systems are a mess, but then they're like, "Why can't I figure this out?" Um, and I'm like, "Cause yeah, your really brain's not on it. Easy stuff, right? But and they're so." Not. Right. And there's self-judgment. And like, and there's a big difference between like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this to my brain is incapable of doing that right now yeah. because I'm in fight or flight. And like, and to have the awareness to you know, to be that self-aware in the moment, I think takes time to, to be able to, to be in that and recognize it. But whenever I stopped, when I stopped judging myself for being incapable of doing things that like I actually couldn't do because it was of where my nervous system was, mm. if that sentence made any sense. Mm. Um, just a lot of judgment. There were just so many things where I'm like, well, I should be able to do that. It's like, actually not. That part of your brain isn't even online right now. It's impossible, it's actually. actually. It's actually impossible. So no, you shouldn't be able to do it. Um, yeah. But so so being in fight or flight, and again, I think it's one of those, those reasons why I love coaching. It's why I love safe friendships because – as soon as we get into a situation where it is stressful and it is emotional and it is painful, we lose the ability to see it clearly. And, you know, to have a place every week or every so often or to have a person that you can show up to and talk something out and to have somebody reflect things back to you and see what you can't see. And for a lot of things with my clients, they'll come in and sometimes they think too highly of me. They're like, oh my gosh, I thank you. I'm like, no, no, no. You could have seen this too if you weren't so close to it, yeah. right? It's just the emotional thing. I'm like, I didn't do anything profound there. This was just that I'm not emotionally attached to what's happening. Like I'm just on the outside and it's very neutral to me. And so therefore I have all of my brain where you know, you're in the midst of these really strong emotions. And so, and it's not about 
it's not even about this like massive wisdom. I just think that we all, we all need that. And yeah, the work, and just to, just to know that we're all going to have those places, especially if it's something that's highly emotional or highly triggering, just to have that awareness of like, oh, like the thought of I should be able to figure this out doesn't necessarily make sense. Like you actually may not be capable of figuring it out if your whole brain isn't online. And it's why having support in place, I think is really helpful. Yes. If only we could know when we're going to need that. Right. Usually we don't. Usually, Usually don't. the fight or flight comes upon and, us. Right. We don't expect it. So, so we have the riddle. Yeah, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't even come up with a possibility. Mm-mm. Like, so she can't even come up with a guess that might be wrong. She's like, I can't even. Mm-mm. I'd be better off slitting my own throat mm-hmm. and ending my suffering there. Before yeah. She could rip me to shreds. She also has this moment here of whenever of noticing how Amarantha emphasized the word immediately with this one. And now she's like, oh my goodness, does that mean, Yeah. are the conditions of my trials different from those of the riddle? Yes, she can oh, look free shoot. us, but like in 500 years or something, if when they get to the, yeah. Okay, so end of this chapter, she goes back to her cell and she just obsesses over this um, and what this may mean. Oh, like I love this. I was being paranoid. I was overthinking, um, and she has to solve it, but she just she just can't. So. And of course, the pressure because it could free everybody is not helping her brain. It's not helping at, at all. all. Yeah. All right. So chapter thirty six, we have her first trial, and yeah, I think we'll just let you all read this. Um, it's so it's so um, the meeting confirm. <laughs> I mean, we have to always say it in. <laughs> it just lends itself to that so much. Okay, so she gets through. So let's just say, can we just say she's just a badass here? She is. And I love that she has one moment of good self-talk. Well, she, I, ripped a, I ripped away mud, wriggling, kicking, and pushing, sobbing through my good teeth. Not like this. Like no, She doesn't like just this. give up. She's like, no, I'm not going to go like this. She's going she's gonna to fight it yeah. to the end. And so we have some different things here. We have some other um, resand moments here where he's, again, he's just, he's noticing things that other people aren't, aren't noticing. Okay. Um, he's the first one that notices what's happening, that she's building a trap. And he seems to be kind of like smiling about all of this. And he he's gets... definitely entertained by her. Yep. And he gets that like the mud made her invisible. Like he's getting all of this. Um, we have a great Lucian moment where he saves her by yeah. shouting to your left. Left. So, oh my gosh, but then this moment here. So she jumps and I flipped over myself and screamed as something hit my arm, biting through flesh. Okay, but I didn't have to think about it to even look at it. Just get out of the way, get going. (sighs) And in the end, she did it. She killed it. It's dead. Okay. So we have gasps, we have cheering, but she couldn't really feel much of anything as she edged around the worm and climbed out of the pit, still holding the bone sword in my hand. Mm-hmm. Again, all of this just, I mean, you got to cheer for her. I mean, she's just so, I mean, she's just badass here. This is just true, solid badass. She just really is here. Um, and then Amarantha's got her. Oh, she no longer looked, looked up at her from beneath lowered brows and didn't check myself as I exposed my teeth. So Amarantha no longer has her hand on Tamlin's knee. My Tamlin, favorite things. I tightened my grip on the long bone of my hand. I was shaking, shaking all over, but not with fear. Oh no, it wasn't fear at all. I'd proved my love and then some. Because that was the whole point of this trial was 
proving her love, which is ridiculous. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. So dumb. That needed to be proven, but yeah. she's like, "Well, I definitely did." Um, it was never a thing that needed to be, yeah, proven. Um, you know, and I think there's definitely some metaphor in there of like, oh my goodness, like the amount of times and like the amount of conversations, like noticing with myself and other people when we're trying to prove that we're a good person, we're trying to prove we're a good mom, we're trying to prove we're a good wife, and we're taking action to try to prove these things that do not actually need to be proven and what a weird dynamic that creates. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, like what if we all just started with the assumption that we were good people? Yeah. Like life would be so much simple if we weren't constantly trying to figure out like, okay, well, what would a good person do? Well, like, let's just assume you are a good person and like, what would you do? Okay, so then she's so worked up and she throws the bone. Yeah. Well, Amarantha, geez. I mean, not that's, that's like, even though she's an evil, horrible person, it's still like that's remarkably loaded. Well, I suppose anyone could have done that. Like, the hardest, yeah. most badass thing I've ever heard. I mean, no one I know has ever had to do anything like that. I suppose anyone could have done this. Like, after, after birthing your first child, if, if you have had a traumatic first birth experience as i know you and i both did somebody somebody at the end of all that going what well, anyone could have done that it's like i'm gonna throw a bone at you i'm gonna dress her <laughs> bone at you with all of my remaining strength a muddy bone which is very oh my goodness strength. and splatters her white dress yes it's a good moment okay. um okay so we have another interesting moment here where we're learning a little bit more that there are there are dynamics at play here where she says, I suppose you'll be happy to learn most of my court lost a good deal of money tonight. Mm -hmm. And she looks and sees that like, yeah, pretty much everybody except for one. There's only one person who said you would win. Not surprising. Um, and as they haul her out, she says, Resand, come here. So we, they don't say it directly, but we get the idea that for whatever reason, he's the one that bet on her. So that's just an interesting dynamic with him. Okay, so before we saw her fall, we know that it hurt. She mm. just had to push through for adrenaline. And now we now we see what happened. She looks down her forearm and sees that there is... It's as bad as it can get. Blood, rip tendons, and Ugh. bone clean through it. Mm. Couldn't even say thank you. Couldn't even look back. Before the pain consumed me whole, I could barely manage to walk back to myself. So she technically won, but she is in... This is major. Yeah. But it's not like she can just drive herself to the ER at this point and get fixed up. Nope, because she's trapped under the mountain. Dun, dun, dun. So I feel like, so again, mixed thing here. So she won, but we are ending on the edge of a cliffhanger here where we've got major damage to her arm. We're going to have to see what she does about that yeah. in the next chapter. Thanks for watching, guys, and uh, getting through these two chapters with us. And we would love for you to join us in our community at ACOTA, that's A-C-O-T-A-A dot circle dot S-O for more juicy goodness where you can really get a little more involved in this whole adventure that we're on here. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye.